There's you. That's us. Now do not disturb. And hello out I'm there. Waiting for the chat to start coming. Yes. Hello. Hello. There we go. Hello. Got people in here. Right. Starting recording on the Zoom H4, and we will be pausing for room town. Seconds. Yep. Yep. All right, guys, welcome to the 25th RCR podcast. It's a milestone, I suppose. Yep. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, welcome to the show. A uh, lot to talk about. It's going to be a bit of a shorter show today because Brian's getting prepared for RCR Austin uh, this weekend, or should I have not? Four hours. Oh, uh, all right. If, if, uh, four hours. Well, I got to stay at the hotel because it's a wild drive to Philly Airport, but. I'll be in Austin hopefully by noon tomorrow, Austin, Texas. Um, there will not be an RCR meet. I'll just be working uh, primarily at Harris Hill Raceway. It'll be my first time on a racetrack. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. But next week's video will definitely be come out. It's completely shot, edited, posted, uh, scheduled to go up on Monday. And uh, yeah, so good times. If the Misfits were a car, what car would they be? Clearly a hearse. I mean, they'd be the guy who drives the hearses as daily, and that's his thing. Yeah. That's the beginning and end of hearse guy's personality. Yeah. Mm. He's 51 years <laughs> old. Um, So you're getting over like a thing, yeah. aren't you? I mean, it's got a nice uh, hot cup of boilo. Yep. And, uh, I'm drinking Pennsylvania moonshine right now at 1.50 in the afternoon, and this is not going to be my last cup. But it's good for the um, the Constitution <laughs> yeah. in, in a very 18th century <laughs> kind of way. No, dude, you get this stuff hot, you breathe it in, it'll clear your nose up. Yeah. Now, because that's what it's – well, my family makes it with Four Queens whiskey. The true um, – Boilo recipe is made with Everclear, like 190, oh. but like not a lot of it. What's medicinal about it is that a pound of honey goes into the recipe. That is a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. That, cinnamon, a lot of spices. So, And then you serve it hot, you breathe it in, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I went camping by myself last Wednesday, and me being all gung-ho about doing the Appalachian Trail maybe in 2020. Okay, time to, time to go and have my first outing in the woods <laughs> alone. So I hike nine miles on the Appalachian Trail, and I stay at Eagle's Nest Shelter. And for you know car people, I don't know how many hikers there are. Uh, these subcultures don't cross. But I'm on – I get to the shelter. Now, an Appalachian Trail shelter – resembles a large bus stop only made out of logs some are nicer than others some are more than one floor hmm. they have like a loft that you can go sleep up above 
Um, kind of like that little uh, shed that you found at the auto show last year, the New York auto show, where there was this little cabin that you could hitch to the back of a thing, and then you found oh, out... a tiny house. Yeah, the yeah, tiny, tiny house. house. Yeah, yeah. Not that nice, but much larger. Yeah. Like, the shelter would be about the size of this living room. Hmm. And they're, they're, they're very quaint and picturesque. Um, there's... Some have doors, most don't. Hmm. But they are there in the case in case there's really bad weather that your tent's not going to yeah. hold up. You can sleep in a bus station, <laughs> get in your sleeping bag, and you'll be dry. Yeah. Which is what I eventually did because my tent is a Walmart tent, and what I didn't know is that my you know the forty dollar Walmart tent that I've had forever. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go camping. Like every time I went camping, it's really just going to a bush party. Where you're just drinking in the woods. Yeah. And yeah, you have a tent, but it's a beautiful summer night. All it's really you need it for is keep the bugs away. Yeah. And that'll keep you warm. And you're sleeping in the tent overnight, and then you're driving back. Yeah, uh, yeah. That type of thing. And, and you're not far from the parking lot anyway. You're not even a mile. Yeah. You're not nine miles from the parking lot. Um, is Mr. Regular officially a hat guy? Mr. Regular is officially losing your hair guy, so the hat... Kind of stays on. I've always been the uh, hat guy of us two. Um, my hair is thinning, but it's always been thinning, mm, which nice. I used to blame on the hat. And then Brian explained, like, no, that's not really a thing. No. But uh, you know, whatever, getting thin. Uh, regular uh, cars turn up the volume on both of us. But bo- both of us are just one. Both of us are just me. Rhythm I mean, I'm, I'm potted down a little bit less than Nick, so I'll pop myself up a little bit. Let me know if uh, my voice is a little bit uh, louder. Hmm. For those of you listening uh, just on iTunes, you're not going to hear this because we engineer the sound and put a compressor on it afterwards. Yeah, so that's the incentive to go check it out on iTunes or Shout Engine or Stitcher or Google Play or any of those other outlets or Podcast Addict. Um, But yeah, so you went camping, stayed in this little enclosure yeah yeah yep it has three walls and one walls open because i stayed in that because i'm sleeping in my tent and it starts raining at night and the rain starts coming down the side of the tent and because it's a cheap walmart tent and not engineered the water then as it rolls down the tent then rolls underneath the tent even though you have a floor in the tent it's now wet underneath and Tents are permeable. It's the side of my sleeping bag's getting wet. I tried to go to sleep at like 9 p.m. and woke up at midnight shivering mm. and wet. So I thought, okay, I'm kind of warm here, or I could make a run for the shelter. Yeah. And I make a run for the shelter. And then I was drier, but then colder because now what the, the, the shelter wasn't blocking the the shelter didn't block the wind because one side is open, and I also was using my new sleeping bag incorrectly, um, which I have in a bag, which we can do a show and tell for the viewers. Yeah. So I watched a bunch of YouTube's videos about what are the good sleeping bags. Because I got a Walmart sleeping bag that was $12. (laughs) This is the, I'm going to stay at Tim Strickler's house. I want my own blanket. For 12 bucks, I can have a sleeping bag that's good for, it's a warm weather bag. So it's good to about 50 degrees. Yeah. 
so I need something that's good for like 30 degrees, but also really light. So uh, he says, you need a tent with a rain fly that goes, uh, Brian Arca something in the chat says, you need a tent with a rain fly that goes all the way around the ground. You can find expensive, ten expensive tents cheap on Craigslist. Didn't think of that. Hmm, um, the real expensive tents and the really good ones I saw are uh, Z-Packs or they're like a $300 tent. Mm. And it's like Porsches or race cars. The lighter they are, the more expensive they are. Yeah. And all of the long distance hikers prefer, most of them prefer tents that use your trekking poles as tent stakes. You already have trekking poles and they're adjustable. Yeah. Those become your tent stakes. So you're not carrying as much weight as you don't have to carry, the better. Yeah. And anyway, and then you have to make the tent out of super light materials. Yeah. The same deal with the sleeping bag I bought, which is called an enlightened equipment renovation or renovation. I got it. It's in the cabinet right here behind me. I don't know. You probably got to do the whole uh, modern retail thing of going to Cabela's, finding the most expensive and awesome tent that you can find, and then leaving Cabela's and going online and trying to find if you could find it cheap somewhere. Cabela's has shit. Uh, Cabela's... Bass Pro, maybe? Uh, or, or are they same? same day. Day. Yeah, same. They day. sell glamping stuff. Oh, glamour okay. camping. Yeah. The big Yeti tents, the big family stuff. Um, the nearest, the store you want is called REI. We don't have. The nearest you don't have. I, I know. I know the product, or not the product, but like the brand. The, yeah, there's the, one in Westchester, and that's the nearest one. Mm. So, uh, anyway. This is an enlightened equipment, and they say you have to store it in a special bag. You can't store it in a compression sack. Mm. But uh, I also put dryer sheets in here <laughs> because the washing... This is great for audio, isn't it? You can hear the sound of a sleeping bag rustling around. Um, actually, this works pretty well. I didn't wash it because it has down in it. It's... Huh. And you have to hand wash it. And people in um, um, the Appalachian Trail Reddit page said washing these things is a five-hour affair. Oh. You have to gently do everything. Because feel it. It's so delicate. Oh. And it's quite soft. Mm, and actually, yeah. nice. Oh, the dryer sheets work. Yeah. So it's... hear that, Appalachian through hikers. Get some dryer sheets and put it in your sleeping bag bag. And now I, I feel like the fresh. snuggles bear like just falling back into a cloud of pillows. Yeah. And... The thing is, it's really a blanket with these clips on it. And the idea is this sleeping bag doesn't, it spares the bottom of the sleeping bag. Yeah. So you clip this to your sleeping pad that you have with you mm. and that becomes the bottom of it. So now you've saved another couple ounces, but I didn't know that. I thought it was just a blanket and I, I was using it wrong. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good thing that you put the dryer sheets in there in the sense that I imagine it uh, holds smell and that yeah. after a couple nights, you're just going to be stewing in a broth of your own putrescence. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's it's the way it kind of is. Uh, and yeah, we kind of been... We talk about the AT because it's kind of this fascinating bucket list thing. Like, not for me, although, yeah. like, our bucket lists are kind of similar in that we want to do similar things, but 
yours takes longer. Like mm. I want to go on Survivor and you want to <laughs> hike the Appalachian Trail. Survivor, yeah. you're gone like 40 days tops. A AT, like if you really days. want... I'm going to be gone six months. Yeah, that's what I mean. Of like, oh, you Survivor would... is 40 days. Yeah, Survivor is like 40 days. Yeah, or, well, 39 days and then like then the extra day to come back. But then like if you're doing the AT and really doing it and not just sectioning it, you're or or you're not like got you don't have sponsors out the ass like that one Meltzer guy who you know uh did it in 40 days because oh that stops guy. all along the way of like hey we're waiting here with your hydration yeah. and new fresh equipment yeah, he ran the whole at did yeah it in 40 days he tore that ass up yeah uh hello from canada hello hello canada, canada. from hugo recruit anyway so i huddle myself in the shelter I get about another two hours of sleep and I woke up and I actually had a little bit of night terrors because I'm in a strange place. My first thought was, oh no, bears, bears, oh no. <laughs> but people said, I talked to other hikers and they said, bears in this part of PA are afraid of you. Mm. So don't worry about it. Um, it's not like AJ Soprano just freaking out about it. Oh, mommy, it's a bear. And it's, I didn't watch The Sopranos. What I, was the context? I, I'm, I'm rewatching The Sopranos, and they uh, there's a bear that gets into their backyard, and uh, Tony Soprano's son, who is literally the worst character in the history of television, just completely freaks out and calls for his mom. Which I mean, I guess in the show he's like 16 at the time or whatever but aj is literally the worst and anyone i would love to hear an argument from someone who could argue otherwise that aj soprano is not the worst character on that yeah. show he's insufferable but anyway uh yeah guy on the channel says aj was a punk he was a punk he's the worst and i hope that like i wasn't a great teenager but i would hope that if I were, you know, if you meet Satan Peter at the pearly gates and he gives you a little, you know, SD card filled with your worst moments as oh, a boy. teenager, that I wouldn't be approaching that level of, like, punk dumb. But, yeah. Not today, buddy says, hey, regular cars, can you come to Australia and do a review or two with Mighty Car Mods? I have a, I've talked about this before. I have a number of emails between myself and Moog. Uh, about the idea of us doing a crossover episode. It's just a matter of scheduling and that they're on the other side of the planet. Yes. So, and our free time... I don't know. I'd love to. I don't know how you make that happen apart from us going to Australia or for whatever reason, they find themselves like the in eastern side of the <laughs> yeah. United States. I mean, I don't know what reason they could possibly have to travel over here, but uh, I'm, I mean, I mean, imagine they would have plenty of reasons because they're an, an international brand. A brand. brand. Oh, oh, no, my <laughs> brand. So I'm shivering in this. I, I wake up at some time around eight in the morning and eat cold pop tarts and uh eat a bag of tuna you know how you can get tuna in a can or you can get tuna in those pouches oh the pouch yeah yeah, yeah. i eat that and then walk nine miles back to portland and get in my car and go home and uh next day i catch a chill at home and have a really bad cold mm -hmm. and i've had that since then so my first night out in the woods kicked my ass and here i am and all I really thought about when I was on the woods was, you know, 
this time next week, you're going to be in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be really, really warm. Yep. Warm and surrounded by uh, really nice stuff, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I'll be my f- going to be driving a Porsche GT3 RS Sharkworks conversion. Uh, so good car for my first track experience. Uh, Steph Schrader will hopefully be there as well. I will drive her daily Lancer <laughs> on a track, and we also got a guy um, with a BMW 3 Series. Uh, version that we have a 320 because the other bmw did was a 330 ci from that period you got to get in a picture with one of her like puffle lumps or whatever they are I'll, i think that will be difficult not to do yeah and they're everywhere <laughs> uh nick have you lost weight and how's red betty doing uh i've lost seven pounds so far uh i did have a minor cheat on our shoot on sunday where i had a burger and there were uh well, the burger in and of itself isn't bad but you know it comes with those like french onions or whatever it is on it um but i got a side of brussels sprouts but i don't understand why people don't like brussels sprouts they're fantastic amazing amazing they're like crunchy and good and i yeah. guess it's all in the preparation but yeah totally. um i'm i have an appointment with a nutritionist in like two weeks and uh and that's mostly about uh you know other health related things but n- nothing concerning but uh yeah still go to the gym i'm going to the gym after this so you know it is what it is and uh yeah it's a lot of fun um even though you know it's it's mostly to just sort of release the endorphins and get me in a good mood because i'm always in a good mood when i come out of the gym oh, yeah. and i, and I want to go like do and write a thing and i kind of have a a kind of sort of date tonight hey. kind of um with uh an old friend person she's fantastic and um reconnected and so yeah that's rock and roll uh yeah Yeah, one guy says the last time i had brussels sprouts it was an oily mushy mess yeah brussels sprouts aren't supposed to taste that no they're They're supposed supposed to be be crisp yeah just just, i actually had to take a fork and knife to the last one that was on the plate i was just but yeah uh, Josh Gorey says, are you coming back to Chicago anytime soon? You talked about it last year, but it looks like it didn't work out. Well, we never made plans to do it. Um, I always talk about Chicago. And then I got into hiking, and then that got pushed back. Uh, yeah, because when we went to Chicago, we were on the, you know, like the edges of the bowl of soup that it's too hot to eat and so you don't go all in you just get at the edges yeah. so we were kind of we were in chicago but we weren't in chicago yeah that was when we did the um conquest conquest yeah and also a jk yeah and so uh had some really nice food from really nice restaurants and saw some nice places and got some scenic views of the skyline but and also i had a panic attack in the car because my bladder was bursting and we couldn't get it and you were like explaining this of just like dude you're not it's fine it's gonna be great and we finally pulled over and found this restaurant and everything but we always said if we were gonna go back in a cup i'm not gonna look at your dick (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) and then there was a kid in another car who was like peering over it's like i got stage fright i'm like i'm like there's this kid is looking at me it's not Nothing's coming out. Nothing's coming out. Why? Because like, you don't have to pee then. Uh, 
like this the whole time. But you said like next time we would fly in and then maybe, you know, rent one of those like bicycles or whatever it is that they're in the city bicycle thing. Yeah, we got Mike Steinberg who lives in Schaumburg, Illinois, north of the city. So it's not like we'd be without transportation if we go there. He drives, I think, the Jetta Sportback wagon. So we'd have a car we could film with. And, uh... So yeah, just um, what do I think about the new Supra that no one has yet? The new Supra with a BMW engine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Like I can't That's imagine the be- beginning it and be. end of it, right? I mean, uh, the toy- Toyota. Be odd, Toyota collaborating with BMW. That's well, everybody's everything's a crossover episode now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, Will there be a Celica GT4 review, as in the intro? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I just did the audio. Oh, excuse me. I just did the audio for that, and um, when I get back from Austin, I will start reviewing that. That was my favorite car. Did you uh, fall into the trap of calling it a Celica? Yeah, of, uh, d- d- I, I think one or two. The, yeah, because that's what that's how they say it. That's how they say it down there, yeah, and but, when in Rome, and it also makes it easier. Um. But yeah, you should definitely come to Central Europe. The place is full of, I don't know, maybe someday. Wait, you said the Celica was your favorite car out there. I thought it was a Century. I know, I'm coming around. Oh, it's coming kind around. of like yeah. my reaction to Lady Bird, where it's like you like it, and then the more you think about it, you're yeah. like, that move is kind of ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. That, that, well, I mean, that's the thing. of RCR New Zealand is the longest um, travel-related season that we've ever had. Yeah. Of, it's been going on since late February, and now we're about to... And it will terminate in May. Yeah. And before we're back in the U.S. proper. So, you know, we are going to have to film more stuff here so that we have our return season yeah. all lined up and everything. But Oh, pertinent question in the chat. Fruit by the foot... Or fruit roll-ups. Okay. Fruit by the foot understands that you're a glutton. Yeah. They're going to dish out this in a thin strip. Fruit roll-ups throws caution to the wind. I've tried to ball that motherfucker up and eat the whole goddamn thing. Because you're a kid and you don't know what mod, you don't know how to uh, delay your own gratification. You, the peeling off mm-hmm. of that wax paper back off of the fruit roll up, yeah. that shh, and you realize you have this flesh thing, yeah. and maybe it speaks to the reptilian brain of, you know, eating skin off of a freshly killed creature <laughs> of course fruit by the foot is red yeah it's red you remember blue you remember yellow but it's red it's red yeah sometimes it has the ooh, pieces of real fruit in it get get real that's just like glucose yeah. or something in my yeah. balls of like gum like dextrose gum or whatever that is so you think with the fruit by fruit roll up that you're going to be mature about this and you're going to I'm going to savor this. And pretty soon, you're just taking the whole sheet of paper and just ah, into yeah. it. And then you re- you take that big bite of the fruit roll-up, and it welds your mouth shut. It <laughs> seals your teeth, and you get... Ah, again. Whereas, 
fruit by the foot. You can be that guy who just sticks the thing in his mouth and, you know, you pull the paper down on the bottom and just feed more in. That just reminds me of cone heads hmm. <laughs> when they're just eating their dinner out of straws. Never actually saw that movie. You're not missing much. Yeah. I mean, that whole Lauren Michaels video of movies of all the SNL skits. Yeah. Well, it goes. Yeah, the only the only good one for me was Wayne's World. I feel like there's an answer to what's the best SNL movie, and I don't know what that is, because I've seen uh, Night at the Roxbury back when I was a kid, which was not good. Mm -hmm. I saw Superstar, which was not good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's got to be Wayne's World. It's not close. Um, But I don't go back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Blues Brothers. People are saying Blues Brothers. I forgot that that thing... There we go. This is why we have a chat. (laughs) Okay, Blues, which is the better SNL movie? Blues Brothers or Wayne's World? I gotta go Wayne's World. I Like, I have to. Because the best, it's closer to our childhood. Yeah. Blues Brothers, to me, was always this movie that was on on Sunday at 1 p.m. Yeah. And I didn't understand what's going on, and there's this car in it. Yeah, it does have an iconic car, but it's just, you know... Yeah, people it's... in the chat are going, Blues Brothers was an SNL movie? Yeah, I yeah. just remember, that was a sketch. Yeah, it was on, a sketch that started out. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, on the uh, Fruit by the Foot argument, um, yeah. I was a Gushers man, mm. uh, because Fruit by the Foot uh, was too uh, much candy for me. Mm. Uh, and Gushers, but Gushers was just right. You bite into it, and it's like this explosion of <laughs> of of, fruit of additional juice. sugar. Yeah, additional sugar. <laughs> and then the pouches were way too like they were just very uh f- few in them, so that you had to get more. And it was mm-hmm. the same thing with Dunkaroos. You know, uh, Dunkaroos oh, yeah. that that whole Dunkaroos racket. That's how they get you. Especially, and then they want you to get the different kinds of frosting. Like, I'm trying to find the chocolate frosting. I can only find the rainbow sprinkle frosting. I'm like, what is this hot mess? Yes. I felt like Joey Diaz when someone brings up the yeah. the, the uh, blue cheese or ranch. ranch. It's like, blue cheese, a fucking mother. <laughs> that's going on a thing. But, uh, yeah. Let's see. Have no I one like MacGruber. Mm. Eh, I never saw MacGruber. MacGruber I, was a one-trick pony of a sketch. Hey, he thinks it's gonna break, and then it does. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone dies at the end yeah. uh, because everything explodes. How many um, times can you reheat that sandwich? Speaking of which, that uh, Derek Thompson asks, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" Oh fuck you! <laughs> I mean, it does satisfy the. <sighs> Thing between two pieces of bread. This is the thing of it's the ultimate is argument. Is a taco a sandwich? Is a burrito a sandwich? Is a wrap a sandwich? No. I mean, it's just a di- different delivery mechanism. Is a panini a sandwich? Speaking of uh, debates that can't be solved, in the uh, newspaper the other day, they mentioned that a documentarian is filming a documentary for release later this year on the uh, heated uh, rivalry between Sheets and Wawa. Nice! That it's uh, Why can't people, you know, are you a Sheets man? I'll go into the ground, a Sheets man! <laughs> you know? I mean, he is gonna have to clickbait upsell that whole thing because it's just a friendly rivalry there is. is no people getting into fist fights over, uh, over which gas station food they have, <laughs> they 
or who has the it, it shows you here. how little's going on in central pennsylvania that we need to have arguments about <laughs> our con- gas station food I mean, I'm sure they'll find, like, the one guy who his basement is filled with, you know, like, like back in the 90s when you always had that one neighbor whose basement was filled with Hess trucks. Like the toy Hess trucks. Yes. shit about Hess, Hess trucks, trucks here. here. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a Hess truck for Christmas. Like, it must have been the late 80s. The fucking lights turned on. <laughs> The lights turn on. Like I've never seen something so so beautiful in my life. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And I mean, but even as going into adulthood, people still, you know, they connect to the idea of Hess trucks, even though I don't know that there's a Hess anywhere in the Tri County area. Looking anymore. back, that company, a, a fuel company, was able to get little kids excited about commercial vehicles what movie most accurately depicts central pa the question asks it's a video game it's called night in the woods yeah yeah there you go uh um and it's pretty short too yeah and inexpensive uh to buy on steam did you get it yeah 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 it's on steam just i mean there there's there's witness with uh, uh harrison ford and yeah, that's uh, ominous that's that, yeah that's like a lancaster lancaster thing. lancaster there was uh they made a movie shot in reading of uh run rabbit run or rabbit run uh, the john updike story that was like set in uh in and around like this area okay um and basically you know he comes up with different names for everything like Shillington is something else. Reading uh-huh. is something else. Hamburg is something else. But they actually did film it and had James Caan around. And there's no existing copy of this movie anymore. I think there's like one copy with the Reading Historical Society, and that's it. But for whatever reason, our movies are all M Night Shyamalan movies for whatever reason because he films around here, mm-hmm. you know. But his, none of his movies accurately depict the culture of Central or southeastern or whatever pennsylvania although that paterno movie on hbo i guess is kind of like it built up what the cult of joe paterno was really like and i was there in the midst of it Mm -hmm. not of like the scandal but of people sort of worshiping the guy and uh, people bringing their parents just to pose in front of the giant bronze statue of him. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big thing that you would do on graduation day. And even I thought that was kind of weird. Like I get it that he's, you know, the coach and he's older than God knows what, but it's always when you deify one man to that degree, right? It dry. It, it, I always feel like there's gotta be a catch, you know, it's, weird and not saying that like i predicted anything it's just that when never meet your heroes you know it's just scary stuff they're falling in love i forget what movie this is from or if it's a general thing but they don't love joe paterno they love the idea of joe paterno yeah the the all father yeah the guy who is kind of kind of like how we see tom hanks as americans right just he's always been here um you know his movies even at their worst are eminently watchable splash yeah splash the terminal isn't a great movie but like you know if it's on in the afternoon it's like you could do worse yeah uh you know uh, it's tom hanks yeah you can't really go wrong with 
Question for you. Oh, what are my thoughts on the future of The Walking Dead? I think they really screwed the pooch by killing off the person that they did. What's funny is I haven't watched The Walking Dead in two seasons, uh, two and a half, actually, ever since I left my uh, entertainment reporter job. And so, like, I got that byline, that quote on the back of The Walking Dead Season 5 DVD, which was really cool, but funny because it was couched in the terms of like a negative review and so but they picked out the one line from my review that it's as emotionally savage as ever and slapped that on the back of the dvd box which was cool i guess but um no it was cool but you don't get paid for it so whatever uh but i just didn't like the show is the most repetitive show on television and i don't have time for that like i barely have time for you know modern tv as it is hence why i was re-watching boardwalk empire and re-watching the sopranos it's because you know if i'm going to have things on in the background while i'm working i want it to be stuff that's well written well shot well edited well acted i don't want to be watching you know uh you know negan doing his friggin lean and everything which reminds me i went to see rampage over the weekend with my nephew which that movie you know based on the video game with the monsters and everything and it had the rock as a primatologist (laughs) but also ex-military and he used to hunt poachers and he has this badass line in it of like well because obviously like the rock doesn't like people in in the movie he he has this thing where he only likes to hang out with animals like this hot girl wants to go on a date with him and he turns her down because he'd rather go home and hang out with his dogs and it's like you know people they you know where you stand with animals because if they like you they lick you if they don't they eat you mm-hmm. and that was uh, his line yeah but it wasn't the badass line. the the badass line was that uh so what happened with the poachers uh well uh they shot at me they missed. I shot back. I didn't. Yeah. And it's just, and he walks along because, he, and he's doing that whole, I'm the rock and I'm very charismatic, but also my character requires me to be stoic. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's the whole thing of why don't you like people? And so I don't know. It was a fun movie, but in a dumb fun kind of way. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it. The guy who plays Negan on the walking dead. And he's literally, playing Negan the entire yeah. time with the same accent, the same lean, the same, you know, that I, I, it was just a very weird thing. But um, if you want to go and turn your brain off for an hour and like 42 minutes, like you can do worse. I mean, it's the rock. You, right. It's hard to go wrong with the, and that's the thing of like, we, where we have a dearth of action stars that you can just go, but because back in the day you could go Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone, Stallone. Willis, uh, uh 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 jackie chan um yeah. but but you know uh now it's kind of like yeah you have your jason stathams of the world mm-hmm. but it's not to the same level of cultural like zeitgeist yeah that it used to be mega star yeah thing. except for the rock it's that you know when there's an action movie coming out and it has the rock in it, it becomes, I this know event. what I'm getting. I know in. what I'm getting. Uh, he's going to punch something or <laughs> he's going to have guns. He's probably going to get shot, but it's going to miss all his vital organs. Yeah. He's going to get shot. It's going to be in the shoulder and it's going to have that. I'll be all right. You know? Yeah. He's just <laughs> toughing it out, like gritting his teeth of, you know, uh, but yeah. And maybe he'll get a girl in it. Maybe he won't because, 
you know, it doesn't really matter to The Rock whether he gets yeah. the girl in the end or not. Like, he's not that type of action star. But, um... What was that movie he did with Johnny Knoxville? It was a oh, remake of... Uh, Walk Tall. Yeah, or I Walking remember. Tall. Yeah, I remember or, that. Yeah. Um, it was at the height of Knoxville and the height of Jackass. Yeah. They did this movie. Okay, now it's The Rock. He's gonna beat people up in a sawmill. All right, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the, like the bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he pulls him over because he's like the sheriff in the town and he doesn't yeah. have anything to hold the bad guy with. Yeah. And so he's like, your taillights busted. It's like, Oh, my taillights look fine. And the rock just takes his two by four and smashes them. It's like, now they're not. And it's just, you know, that type of thing. I don't know. The The rock is, he's up there with Tom Hanks in that, you know, dependable, dependably entertaining. That's a good line. Yeah. Dependably entertaining. Like, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. And until the mummy, I felt the same way about Tom Cruise, honestly. Like, yeah, you can say whatever you want about him being crazy, but that man knows how to pick a script and he does does his own stunts and they're crazy stunts that no sane person should ever do. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like strap me to the side of this airplane so we can get this shot. And then they give it away in the trailer anyway, which was stupid, but eh, I don't know. People are, you know, whatever now we got uh, tom hardy doing venom yeah which is a weird pick i did not think that movie would get made um and i got avengers infinity war on thursday with my nephew who's like losing his mind over <laughs> this and because it's everyone in the thing yeah it would be like if you know we got and there's not gonna be enough chris pratt yeah <laughs> there's gonna there, it would be like we did like the avengers of auto reviewers of just mm, like us yeah. and marty and moog and marty and, Miro, and 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 matt farah and, and uh david patterson and the grand maybe street speed 717 who is around in pennsylvania and i think that's his area code is <laughs> a 717 number so that puts him somewhere um I guess if you're out there, yeah, we'll figure something out. His his car channels is more like uh, Lamborghini. It's all high-end supercar stuff, which you, you put us in front of a supercar. Like, pretty much what we had uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We won't give it away, but many people have... This is like the official car of reaction videos. <laughs> That's a line. That's yeah, a line. That Shit. is a line. That's yeah. a line. In the kitchen is, is my be, preliminary notes. Like, yeah. blah, blah, the official car of reaction videos. Yeah. Street Speed 717 was out of Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's Oh, that's right. Because I was talking to uh, David, who... Dude to uh, who? Uh, uh, I don't want to say his last name because he's, he's an LEO. Um, oh, all right. Um, but he has buddies who... Uh, uh, worked in Lois Pass and fellow officers who just said gave gave Street Speed 717 the blues. Oh. The blues? Well, fellow traffic officers. Oh, 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 all right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now, it's one thing. It's like, look, all right, you're in a supercar and you're known for going fast. The police are going to pop you. It's just the price of doing business, yeah. which we've never had any problems no. Now, of course, you watch our videos. We're not driving fast. Yeah. And when we are doing stuff, it's in a controlled environment. Controlled environment and only for X amount of seconds at a time. Yeah. You know, to the point where... We're not doing highway poles. As yeah. fun as they are, which that's going to be solved tomorrow <laughs> in Austin when we're on a track where you're supposed to do this stuff. 
Yeah. I really wanted for RCR Austin to find some piece of 1970s General Motors malaise. A freaking Impala. Like, not even a good Impala. Like, <laughs> a Impala from 1976. Not even the one that, like, Skilo rapped about in I Wish. You know, they're in a six-four Impala. Yeah, which they're, they're like sexy as shit. Like, no, I believe it. They talk yeah. about, like, 1960... Like, if there's a fulcrum for automotive car design, it's 1963. Because 63 had the Falcon Sprint. Uh, pre, pre, it's not the square body yet. Um, although people will say 1964 because that's Mustang. You're wearing a Ford shirt. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and also 1963 is a split window Stingray Corvette. And what what else was in 63? I think even Packard was doing well then. Wasn't the Banshee anyway. like 63 around hmm? there? The Banshee? Pontiac? Pontiac Banshee. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Pontiac people are weird. They consider themselves different from the rest of General Motors. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, oh. eh, eh. Anyway, net pre-downsized B-body <laughs> on a freaking track. It's Harris Hill Raceway. God damn it, man. Yeah, we're, we're fil- I'm filming three cars in one day. Three is the limit. <clears throat> but we have a controlled environment. I figure myself I'm going to be there for six hours. Um, but I looked around in Austin, and everybody in Austin has nice cars. I mean, you... There's got to be someone around with something that's a piece of dog shit. I mean, you can go in the email and just be... I, I can look. I mean, maybe you're four cars and... No, yeah, like after three... Well, I mean, at, on Sunday, too, that was nice. It was perfect. They were very nice, like Reese and um, Vincent. Um, Vincent. And I think we should do Sundays more at that venue because yeah. not a lot of people... Nobody's are, there. Yeah. And then we run into uh, nice people like Benny, who hands you roasted cauliflower. <laughs> Be- Benny, the janitor at, at the gym. You know, for people who showed up to the uh, um, the RCR car meet, that's where we film a lot. And uh, I-, I mentioned to Benny that our local farmer's market does deep fried cauliflower. And it's the only vegetable that becomes a meat <laughs> yep. because it's deep fried in lard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that stuff is divine. It really is. Talk about a cheat day. Yeah. So we've been going about this for almost uh, 45 minutes. Um, you oh, can uh, go wise. to the Reddit page and see if oh. you can find something. I'll yeah. talk to the chat. Right. Yeah. I'll... Join the Facebook group, Malays Motors. You'll find something. Uh, imp- uh, M2Ts has ever considered doing something reviews in South American countries. Uh, sorry, I have not yet. A highlighted comment says, review an E350 Avalon. Avalon. Yeah, Toyota Avalon. The uh, the hits are coming fast now. Hey, Mr. Regular, are there any really popular books? Blah, blah, blah. For your age group that you hated? Yeah, Catcher in the Rye we talked about la- last time. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye can go enjoy a dick. Somewhere. Yeah, Of Human Bondage by Somerset Maugham. That's terrible. <laughs> it's long and it keeps the class. See, the reason they assign Of Human Bondage by Somerset Maugham is because it takes up a goddamn month. Maybe a month and a half if you stretch it. So the teacher doesn't have to make lesson plans for a month and a half. All right. So here's a question from the subreddit. Oh, UPS is here. Oh. All right. Well, um, I'll take care of this one for now. It is uh, you go to the RCR uh, subreddit, which is r slash regular car reviews. There's a thread there for ask RCR. You post your question there. Uh, we'll answer it on the podcast. Hopefully, uh, this question it's for both of us, but like I can answer it. It's, um, have either of you ever written fictional works? 
uh, follow-up question. If you have, what kind of research or preparation do you usually put into writing fiction? Um, I got published in this, um, this very small journal uh, with a fictional story about a guy who finds out that his best friend from high school died by reading it on a, um, I, I call it like a ghetto tombstone or uh, that, you know, you walk by and on the car, the back of the car, it's like R.I.P. Little Mook or uh, R.I.P. Johnny X. Well, actually, I called it a Puerto Rican tombstone because a lot of like my family would do that. But um, I'm sorry for smiling, but it's so cute. Yeah. Ah, that's even that's bad. But no, it's like I uh, and it's basically like him coming to terms with like finding out that this person passed and nobody told him. And uh, I didn't really do any research into it. It's also uh, another one, which was like my weird take on the stranger that I did uh, for a post-grad class. The mute the move where you sit on your hand and then jerk off. No, no, no. The, uh, <laughs> the Camus, uh, Al Albert Camus. Yeah. Uh, and it's that this guy gets sort of accused of something that, except in this one, like he didn't do it, but in the stranger he did. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know but like i didn't really do research into it because i only write about stuff i already know about and so you know even if i'm writing something that's like you know stuff with people who have powers which i don't think i've done but i imagine i would have at some point it's mm -hmm. just you know how much research is there to do but then maybe that's not why that's why i'm not like a fiction writer so mm. yeah you ever... what's in the box what's in the box what's <laughs> Amazon probably hiking stuff. Mm. I open the box. Oh, it's a shirt. Noise. Right. I ordered a shirt that would be good for hiking. I've never owned a merino wool anything. I thought this one would have taken a lot, lot longer. A lot, lot longer. The brand is called <laughs> Young Horse, not <laughs> Young Horse. Young horse. Mm. I don't know. It was on Amazon. I typed in merino wool long sleeve shirt for like night or on cool days because supposedly merino wool doesn't smell. Guess what I'm wearing? Should I wear this on the flight? I don't know. I take off, turn it into a Ric Flair first video <laughs> <laughs> well it's not rick flair until you elbow drop the shirt but uh, give it time if you have enough glasses of boilo you'll be elbow dropping inanimate objects Ooh, in no this time feels nice why because it's clean looks nice too yeah. it's very nice i can hike with this i'll smell like shit but i'll look all right no you can go on dates in that that's a nice ass shirt thank you yeah but uh let's see yeah i'm saving i don't want to stink it up i'm not gonna save. i'm gonna save it here's for a... austin this is gonna go in my suitcase which i will immediately start packing after this um here's a question that i for you that i'm actually kind of interested in knowing the answer to uh, just because it sort of predates me like having the confidence to do any kind of music thing whatsoever. But in the early RCR reviews, how did you pick the intro songs? Did it have to, did they relate to the cars or did you just pick the songs because you liked them? I picked the songs because I liked them. Yeah, yeah. Uh. 
All right. Uh, We've been going for 45 minutes. I have to back for RCR Austin and get ready to leave for blah, 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 Philly in three hours. And I got to go to the gym. All right. So that is going to be it for this shorter episode of yeah. RCR Podcast. Thank you to everybody who uh, watches the videos. Thank you to everybody who donates to Patreon that allows us to operate at a lar- as a larger channel than we really are and is allowing us to go get finally get me on a racetrack so I can learn some skills in two days. So without you donating to Patreon, you wonderful people, uh, I am going to become a better automotive journalist because of you. Yes, and we're all going to become better at what we do, presumably, because of all of you. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening and joining us for our 25th podcast mm-hmm. milestone. Uh, don't forget to download it on iTunes, you know, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, uh, Google Play, like all those places, you know, or subscribe to them, whatever. But I don't want to turn into Johnny, like, mash that like button social media guy. But either way, thank you for joining us. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And have a great week. You too. Bye-bye.